baby. We're back for another episode. It's No Name Defense, Miami Dolphins podcast. It's Dina right here. It's Ryan Mackey right there. If you're watching us on YouTube or you can always go back and watch on YouTube if you're not watching live, it's all good. Just search No Name Defense, Miami Dolphins podcast and you'll find us. Mr. Ryan Mackey, how are you, sir? Doing great, buddy. I'm, I'm, I continue to be fired up despite. You are pumped. Uh, I see that. <laughs> but Chris, I can't. I for some reason I still can't get over Chris Sims' top forty quarterback ranking. Oh, don't even get me started again. I <laughs> have been having nightmares, and I haven't been able to sleep that well just because of that <laughs> list. I'm I'm happy we did that bit because it was one of the funny, more funnier ones of the show so far. But it's still causing me way too much Ajita. I, I don't blame you, man. And Ajita, I think, is a good word. So if you missed last week, you, again, you could always go back, of course, on any of the streaming platforms that you find us on, Apple or Spotify, whatever works for you, foxsports640.com, where the show lives, but also on YouTube. Because I suggest, if you didn't see last week, I suggest YouTube, because that's where you will see, in full effect, me just losing my mind. I broke a pen, not a pencil. A pen in half. I was throwing things. I had veins popping out of places. I didn't know I had veins. It was just insanity when we went over Chris Sims' top 40 quarterback list, which I think he had two of like at 29 and the same conversation as like Tyrod Taylor and uh, who else? It was just some ridiculous. He had like Sam Darnold and all these different people ahead of him. Trey Lance was like right there with Tua and he's not even a starter yet. So I just... Lost my mind, and rightfully so, by the way, because of that list. So, yeah, that was uh, fun, but also frustrating <laughs> last week, if you want to go back and, and check it out. I want to revisit that list, let's say in October. Let's okay. let the first four weeks of the season play out through September, and we'll bring that list back and see where things stand with Chris Sims and his asinine opinions. How does that sound? Uh, it's uh, It sounds great, and just to even talk more about a little bit more about the list and now we're moving on but 33 and 34 were geno smith and tyler huntley the, whose name we couldn't get right it. last week yes, that's the one <laughs> but that that did it for me and then to a t at 29 and then you have him literally in the same sentence as backup quarterbacks yeah and guys and guys yeah. that shouldn't even be seeing the nfl field only that's right five spaces ahead of guys like tyler huntley and geno smith <laughs> Again, we'll revisit that list we will. because we I'm will. getting fired up again. Yeah, I'm holding a pen, Mackie. Do you want me to break another pen? I will. Because just the name Tyler Huntley makes me want to just break things at this point. I'm traumatized after last week. Hey, you, said it right th- you said it right this time. I, this with time I did, yes. <laughs> it took me two weeks. So, <laughs> but we do I'm, have about a- to, I'm literally about to remove all the pens from that studio. <laughs> You might need to for the safety of the pens. We do we do have a lot of good stuff, though, this week to get to outside of that ridiculousness of that re- just awful, awful list, the worst thing ever created in, the, in human history. We have, listen, we're going to go from one of the worst things to ever grace this earth in Chris Sims' top 40 list to one of the most beautiful things you and I have ever heard with our Dolphin fan ears, and that was the podcast that's actually coming out. So right now, the, w- w- when we're recording this, well, we're live on YouTube at the moment. So it's it's Wednesday afternoon as we're recording this. The podcast that Tyreek Hill does, which again, thank you football gods 
for allowing us to do a podcast to start a Miami Dolphins podcast at the same time <laughs> that Tyree Kill starts a Miami Dolphins podcast. Because <laughs> it's just like, it can't, could you get any more perfect when it comes to a content machine with him having this podcast? It's wonderful. And this podcast has such a great name. It needed to be said. And it is a great name, actually. It is. It is. It is. And I'm super excited for it. But just to hear these these next couple of sound bites, it really does something for every diehard Dolphin fan yes. out there. And it just gives you that hope. And, I mean, we're, we're ready for it. Yeah, so we're going to dive into that podcast, which, again, if you're listening live right now on Wednesday afternoon on YouTube, this doesn't come out until Thursday afternoon. So depending on when you're listening, it either hasn't come out yet or it's already out. I know it's kind of confusing, but... Welcome to the world of podcasting. So we're going to get into that. We're also going to get into a pretty interesting um, comparison, I thought. Some common sense in the national media, Mackie. Oh, oh wow. When, when it comes to a- talking about Tua. Uh, get ready. Because last week we had it, you know, idiocy <laughs> yes. in the national media with Chris Sims. But this week we have some common sense in the national media. So we're going to get to that. And also some uh, news and notes from Mackie when it comes to training camp which, believe it or not, just a few weeks away. And, of course, the pick six, where I never know what you're going to ask me, but it's it's quick, it's fast, kind of like Tua to Tyreek. Quick, fast, happens very, very quickly, so you got to be on your toes. That'll be at the end of the show where I ask you kind of like a rapid-fire session, six-pack of uh, questions in a pick six, if you will. But getting back to the podcast, within the podcast here... This, this show, like you said, Mackie, it needed to be said, which is a great name from Tyreek Hill. Um, he started this podcast literally just about the same time we started ours here of No Name Defense. And he had on, it was, it was a very hyped thing this week where he was going to have on Tua. He was going to be his special guest and they were going to talk about everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Tua's reaction to Tyree coming to the Dolphins, everything that the media says about him with arm strength, all these different things, expectations for the season. And we got a little taste of that, a little teaser came out this morning. So we're going to play you a couple of clips. But you've already heard these clips, Mackie, in the interest of full disclosure. So I want your reaction before I even play them. Go ahead and tease these a little bit. What was your what was your reaction before when we heard these before we started? I think uh, Tua really stepped out of the the player box for a second, and he just looked at it from a a fan's perspective, mm. like we did, and he said, "Is this is this actually happening right now?" And he felt the same way that we felt when I sent you the message that Adam Schefter reported that the Dolphins were initially making that trade for Tyreek Hill. You and I, you and I didn't think it was a possibility. We didn't think that we could have a a, a star caliber player on this offense with game breaking speed, game breaking talent, because we haven't seen it before. We haven't seen anything like right. Tyreek Hill before on the Miami Dolphins, and. When you and I got the report, I don't even think there were any words in that dialogue. We were just yelling at each other, was, screaming, just... is this is this really happening? Is this really happening? We were literally on the floor. We were crawling <laughs> on desks. I don't even know what you were doing in that studio. <laughs> but I couldn't get off the floor until it was officially reported. And then we found out that it came down to us and the Jets. And you and I had said many times, listen. If Tyreek Hill picks the Jets over the Dolphins, he's the dumbest person in the National Football League. 
And, well, he proved that he's one of the smartest because he knew what he had right here in Miami with Tua, this team, the culture that they're building with Mike McDaniel. He saw it. He saw it in, in writing, the writing on the wall, so to speak. And he definitely made the right choice. And I love what he said, too. And not in the podcast, but after he came to Miami, he said, you really all think I was going to pick the Jets? <laughs> <laughs> you crazy? I was, oh, my God. He, he said, he's like, I was, I, was, I was always coming to Miami. So... Yeah, uh, you're right. I think the word to describe it, and for Tua as well, which you're going to hear in a second right now, um, was disbelief. I think that's the best word to describe the reaction, the initial reaction to Tua, the uh, or the announcement that Tyreek was going to come to the Miami Dolphins. So, speaking of Tua, here's what he had to say on the podcast with Tyreek Hill. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was real. Um, <laughs> And then I get a call from the head coach. Then I get a call from my quarterback's coach. And I said, wait, is this real? <laughs> They're like, of course it's real. Why, why would it be fake? So when I, when I found out that, that we got this dude, I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Through the this roof. is ridiculous. Through yeah, the roof. of course. I love that. Like you said, Mackie, it's, it's a little bit, um, what do you want to say? A human. The human side of Tua, right? where you see that where he's just kind of like, hey, I'm sitting at home. I'm hearing reports myself. I don't believe him. And I have to get calls from my quarterback's coach and from Mike McDaniel himself to tell me, yeah, um, he's really coming. This is not a joke. Disbelief, again, was the word. Even Tua was was in disbelief. And let's not forget that Tua came from the University of Alabama. He had been surrounded by top tier caliber wide receivers his entire college career Jalen Waddle being one of them (laughs) Jalen Waddle being one of them Julio Jones Calvin Rindley Henry Ruggs all these guys were drafted Devontae Smith all these guys were drafted in the first round so he's used to this but to see him literally take a step back a step back and say wow we're actually getting Tyreek Hill to this offense and I get to throw of him. Yep. Throw to him. There's there's no better feeling than that. It is cool to see. I mean, it's a pretty I wouldn't say unique because I feel like a lot of athletes have podcasts now, but it's a unique thing where you get a, a kind of an inside perspective, you know? Yeah. There's this inside look at these current players, especially you know, players under scrutiny like Tua and really like Tyreek. I mean, Tyreek is facing scrutiny now that he's never faced before. When it comes to, you know, well, will he be able to succeed with Tua in Miami? So it's cool to see kind of like behind the scenes, you know, what are they thinking as they go into this season as, as far as the expectations and what people are saying about them? And it's it's just it's really kind of cool to see, you know, another cliche behind the curtain, so to speak, and feel that, hey, shoot. Tua was pretty much reacting just like us. And not only that, but I got to give a lot of credit to Mike McDaniel because ever since that he was hired as the Dolphins coach, there seems to be this like cool, calm demeanor Mm -hmm. throughout the entire uh, organization right now. And even the fans are saying, you know what? We're not, you know, we're not going to be pessimists. We're going to walk in there confidently because we have the talent finally on this team. But it, it, I, I think that Mike McDaniel really sets the tone in that locker room and he's allowing players to be more upfront and, really experience this this joy that they have playing for the Miami Dolphins. And I'm so glad you said that. It's a great point. And I want to get back to it. First, I want to play what Tyreek responded with. And I want to come back to the coaching, 
I guess you could say the 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 attitudes, the culture difference that is already palpable with yes. this team before even training camp from Brian Flores versus Mike McDaniel. So we'll get into that because that's a great point. But first, here's what uh, Tyreek had to say after hearing what Tua had to say. We just got to let the naysayers do their talking, motivate us, and then we just play ball on Sundays, man. You feel me? Yep. Everything else will take care of. Everything else, big dog, I promise you. Because I, I believe I believe in you, and I mm-hmm. know everybody else believes in you, dog. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that not not only as your teammate, I'm saying that as your brother, bro. Mm-hmm. Because you are that deal, bro. <laughs> and if you believe that you that deal, shh, the sky's the limit for you, big dog. I promise you that. It's the bromance, Mackie. It's the bromance. That's, I that's, mean, my, quarter, that's yeah. my quarterback, man. <laughs> he, he's going to have us crying like T.O. I mean, when you hear Tyreek say, I love you, you know, you're, you're, you're my brother. This is, this is not just teammates talking. This is, you know, brother to brother. Your sky's the limit for you. You have all the ability. Just believe in yourself. All these things he's saying to him. And I love that he mentioned the haters. I love that he mentioned the doubters, Tyreek, in saying, we're going to go out there. We just got to let our plane do the talking. And we're going to show people you're all wrong. <laughs> and, and I and love me, that. I love that they take that head on. And let me ask you this, Diener. Since Tua has been a Miami Dolphin, mm-hmm. which player or which coach has has openly said, Tua, you're my guy. Tua, you're my brother. And we're going to get this thing started the right way. It's the first time. It's, it's the, the first is it. time. Yeah. And it's that's... The, that, it's the first time we're seeing that that love, that yep. that raw emotion. And I know that the two haven't played together. They haven't, you know, taken any NFL snap together. But just to, it's not. It's really hard not to like Tua the person. But now we're about to see Tua the player, and I promise you, we promise you, he's going to turn some heads. Oh my gosh, yes, and he's gonna he's gonna shame a lot of people as well. I imagine Tua just being like the woman from Game of Thrones. Just with a bell going behind people like Stephen A. Smith and Colin Cowherd and Chris Sims and everybody who's doubting him. He's just going to walk behind them after every game going, shame, 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 shame. for doubting shame. me, for, for hating on me, for saying all these things, the noodle arm, all that talk. <laughs> Okay. Ring, ring, ring the bell for Cersei Lannister. Yes. Just, just ring it. Shame. That's what I want. I want Tua to walk around with a bell all season long and just ring it after every game where he's just lighting it up and he's in the MVP consideration halfway through the season because that's what you're going to see. That's what's going to happen, and that's what Tua and Tyreek are talking about there on that podcast, which is we got to show people what we can do, and they believe – you hear it there that they are going to show people it's going to be a much different thing because, and you you pointed it out a few minutes ago, Mackie, the culture has changed with this team. Yes. You said it perfectly just a minute ago where you said how many times into his career, that now going into his third season with Miami, how many times have you heard a coach or a player come out publicly and say what Tyreek said right there, which was, you're my brother. I got all the confidence in the world in you. You're going to be great. We're going to do great things. No one has said that until now. I mean, Mike no McDaniel did give him a lot of confidence in that first, you know, FaceTime call when he was flying to Miami when he got hired. So, you know, right away, Mike McDaniel did more for Tua's confidence than Brian Flores ever did on, on, a, on an introductory call, okay? And then you have Tyreek. So when you have that culture coming down from the head coach which is night and day from what Brian Flores was, which was 
walk on eggshells around him, hates everybody, doesn't want to talk to anybody, doubting everybody, never got behind Tua publicly, never said a good thing or a positive thing about Tua publicly. Every press conference was, well, he's getting better. There's some good things there. We got to keep working. There was never one real positive, hey, man, I'm behind you. I got your back from Brian Flores, Mr. Dry as Wallpaper, okay? (laughs) That's what he was, and that's what the culture was. And now that he's gone, thank God, you have Mike McDaniel who brings in this, like you said, more upbeat, more positive culture, and he got behind Tua right away, and now you see Tyreek doing it. It does a lot. It's a big deal when you have the guys, the, the leaders of the team, coming out for you publicly to say, we believe in you. You're going to do great things. That's a really big thing for the psyche. I, I can't remember who tweeted this, but it's one of my favorites of the offseason. Somebody said that Mike McDaniel has done more for Tua in one offseason than Brian Flores did for him in three years. Yep. Yep. 100%. I mean. That's it. That's it. That's I mean, it. That's, that's, that's all you have to say with it. It's absolutely true. <laughs> and again, this is. No disrespect to Brian Flores. We've talked about him in the past few weeks. He's a very good position coach. He is. Okay? He's very great defensive mind, but he's not a head coach. We made the comparison before. You can have a, someone who's meant to be a CEO and someone who's meant to be a regional manager. That's just the way it is. Sometimes the regional manager isn't meant to be the CEO. You get in over your head, okay? You might do great in the southeast region and be at the top of your game in sales, but when you start leading the company... And sales drop and the board members are unhappy. People think, well, what what the heck happened here? And that's coaching in the NFL and in college, quite frankly. That's how it goes. Some, not every guy is meant to be a head coach. And Brian Flores is just one of those guys. He didn't know how to build that positive culture. It just no. didn't work. It didn't work. He didn't. And we've talked about this. We talked about it on the first episode of this podcast where there were stretches where Brian Flores didn't talk to any of his defensive staff about the the game plan. There were players like Albert Wilson and others that have mentioned that when they're walking through hallways, they're literally putting a finger over their mouths as if they they have to have their inside voices, but they're grown men. Right. It does it doesn't make any sense. And it's funny that you said, "Oh, well, Brian Flores is is not a head coach." Well, apparently he's not a coordinator anymore either, because now he's the linebackers coach True. for the Steelers. True. And he is very lucky to have an NFL job right now. Maybe at some point he can get another head coaching job or possibly a coordinator position. But right now it is where it is. Both parties have moved forward, and we're on. We're just as Dolphin fans, we're just on to the next journey. That's it. And it, look, the list goes on and on for guys like that. Joe Judge, most recently. Okay. Yeah. We've had plenty ourselves. Joe Philbin. Okay. Yeah, so Adam God. Gase. Cam Cameron. All right. Yeah. The list goes on and on of guys. Charlie Weiss is another one. Romeo Cornell. I mean, yes. there's been plenty of position coaches or coordinators who are great at what they do. But when you get to the head coaching game, sometimes it just doesn't work. Now, we hope Mike McDaniel doesn't fall into that category. No. We no. want him to be in the other category of Mike Shanahan or, or I should say Kyle Shanahan and, of course, uh, Sean McVay, those type of guys, Adam LaFleur, which yes. we think – He's leaning more towards that category rather than the Adam Gases of the world. That's right. for sure. Please, God. <laughs> the the Mike Shanahan coaching tree has had way more success than the Bill Belichick coaching tree. Interesting. It's ironic because yeah. all of these coordinators that you've mentioned that didn't really have – weren't that successful as head coaches. The most successful head coach from the Bill Belichick tree right now is Mike Vrabel. Yeah. He's made he's made an AFC championship appearance, and that's as far as many coordinators have gone. Josh McDaniels gets his second coach right. head coaching job with, with the Raiders right now. But 
I, I it's it's funny because not a, a lot of guys from that Belichick coaching tree don't move forward and have successful head coaching careers because Bill Belichick, the mastermind, he'll give you pieces and he'll give you little th- little tidbits here and there, but he's not going to literally open up the doors for everybody to learn his system. There's only one Bill Belichick. He's the evil emperor. He plays it he all. Is. He's, he's play, he, you know. He's the Sith Lord. Yes, he's he plays it all close to the vest, and he's <laughs> you know control freak. But hey, look, when you are the greatest NFL coach of all time, yes, you have I guess the right to run things the way you want to run them. But it doesn't really help to build his assistant coaches. That's I mean the evidence is there. Like, I'm like just said, cr- so. I'm just crossing all my fingers and toes that he doesn't surpass Don Shula in the wins record. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Can we uh, just cro- can we cross everything? Like I, I look like the guy from Scary Movie Two with my hands right now. Take, take my strong hand, Gainer. Take, take my strong hand. I'm with you though, man. Please watch the YouTube version if you guys oh haven't my. had a chance. Yeah, yet exactly. Of our, of our show. If you're listening on podcast, that's fine by all means. But you're missing some visuals here. If you're not watching on YouTube, again, you can always check it out. You don't, even want, to see, you don't even want to see how my toes look right now. They're <laughs> they're a hot mess. Put some socks on. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, there's no name defense right here. Miami Dolphins podcast. It's Diener. It's Mackie. Thanks for joining us today. We're having fun. Um, so we we did talk about Mackie. One of the things we were going to get to here today was amazingly. I know this is going to come as a shock. So hold on to something. There was some common sense that was spoken in the national media about Tua. You believe that? Uh, No, no. That that might be a first. Someone had some common sense. I know. It's insane. uh, Other than us, though, right? Other than us. we We are the common sense speakers here, the commentators. We try to keep it real. We try to put it all into perspective for you and not just, you know, be knee jerk reaction morons with hot takes. We actually look at the whole picture, unlike some other people out there. <laughs> Chris Sims. So, <laughs> Dan, Ar- Dan, Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> Sorry. We try uh, our best. Although Orlovsky is usually pretty good. Yeah. Usually. He is. But, you know, some, but we, we he loses Chris, his way sometimes. Chris Sims, he might need that spleen. Yes. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's an idiot because he doesn't have his spleen. It's messing with his brain. That could be it. That's it. Maybe it is. But you know who is actually pretty smart, and he makes some good points, and he did this past week, was your boy Kyle Brandt on what was it, uh, Good Morning Football there on the NFL Network. Great show. They do a great job on there. And he said, well, for once, someone had some perspective on Tua and his career. I think it's a really good comparison, actually, Mackie. It is. And um, I, I watch Good Morning Football. I, I know that none of them are former well sometimes Nate Burleson is on there but mm-hmm. Kyle Brandt is not a an, an, a former NFL player but I right. think that he, he has studied the game very well he and Peter Schrager there's reasons why these guys do Super Bowl coverage and mm-hmm. have their own show on the national stage and national media there haven't been many media um, sources that have have really stuck up for for Tua but he was one of them and it, would it be okay if I I read you this quote sure go for it Okay, so I'll, I'll shorten the first one because the second one he makes a comparison to a Hall of Fame quarterback, which I find very, very interesting. Okay. So he starts off with um, the, the the common narrative that people have where they're continuously criticizing Tua, and he says, 
the stupidest Dolphin topic, and that includes the one time where we said, have the Patriots done enough to keep up with the Dolphins this year? The stupidest one is talking about Tua Tungavailoa's arm strength. He says, it really is. We have exhausted this, this, and it's not just us. It's everybody. Mm -hmm. Can he throw deep? Is Tyreek going to run a nine route and get underthrown by 30 yards? All of it is ridiculous. Thank you. Thank you. And it it brings up a good point because people think, and I don't understand this, but I guess, again, it comes to a lack of uh, perspective. Yes. When, when people look at Tyreek Hill, they all of a sudden just forget everything he ever did with Kansas City and they think, oh, well, he's super fast, so he can only run 50-yard go routes. Yeah. Go watch, not even a game, watch one quarter of football from the Kansas City Chiefs in the past three years, and you will see maybe out of 10 routes that Tyreek Hill runs, two of them are going to be deep. Two, okay? 20% of his routes will be deep. Everything else that he runs and did run with Kansas City, quick outs, quick slants, hooks, posts, not everything is a freaking 50-yard go route with Tyreek Hill. They're going to happen, yes, and Tua will be able to, to connect with him, yes. But guess what? They're going to run a similar type of scheme that Kansas City ran because that's Tyreek's strength to run and catch the ball. It's yaks. It's all about the yaks, man. It's always been that way with Tyreek. He catches a five-yard out and breaks it for 70. He said it himself. There's no it perspective. Is. It's crazy. Completely agree. And when you look at the team as a whole, you're going to see a lot of comparisons to the, the 49ers. Not every play, not every drive is going to be three plays, 80 yards, touchdown, taking right. off only a couple, couple of minutes. These the, There are offenses that want to literally run the clock down. So not every route is going to be a go route from Tyreek Hill. Sure, you're going to see explosive plays, but um, you're going to also want to see you know, the Dolphins offense take time off of the clock, as we've seen many times with Kansas City. Not everything is going to be a bomb. And there are we're also going to see, you know, those those short slants, those deep comeback routes to kill some clock to, you know, keep the off the, the, the defense fresh, because that's going to be the name of the game. Mike McDaniel comes from the Kyle Han Shanahan coaching tree. So you know that there's going to be time taken off the clock and not right. everything has to be a nine or a go route. Exactly. And it won't. It won't. <laughs> it won't right. be. It's the route tree for this team is going to be phenomenal. I mean, we talked about it before with, you know, the entire offense, what they have to offer. So it's just it, it's so nice to hear someone kind of put that into perspective when it comes to, oh, well, he'll be able to throw deep or you know, he's gonna have to throw Tyreek. It's just so overblown. Trust me, you're gonna see it. In a couple of months, it's all going to come together. But he also he said something else, right? That I love this. I, I mean, again, rare perspective from the national media on Tua and, and and the Dolphins. It was, and and this is one of the more this is one of the a, a smart take that I, I really like because I don't like when quarterbacks are, are compared that often to another Hall of Fame player or another you know Pro Bowl quarterback. I like I, I like Tua being able to create his own legacy, but it is a very interesting take. And he talks about the comparison to Hall of Fame quarterback Steve Young. And mm. I'll, I'll talk about the – I'll read the quote. Yeah. You see, the, you see the chop busting going on about Steve Young's arm strength. Sims is killing him. <laughs> Aikman's killing him. If I'm Tua Tungavailoa, I have a Steve Young poster in my house, in my gym, everywhere I want to put one. Steve Young, another guy, by the way, who didn't exactly light up the league when he entered it. He didn't come directly to the NFL – he was in the USF, USFL, then Tampa. It was a disaster, but then he just figured it out. 
He throws it 59 yards. Brett Favre throws it about 96. Hmm. Just, just remember this when you're going through your fifth round of takes about how Tua doesn't have the arm strength. Steve Young, not a cannon of an arm, a Hall of Famer, and one of the best I've ever seen. Yep. That's it. Perfect. I mean, that is finally. Can, just, uh, can I clap? Can we, just a little clap. We'll clap it up for Kyle Brandt because that's exactly the type of stuff that these goons in the national media refuse to admit to because they just want clicks. They want people to hear them and get infuriated, me, and just they, they keep going with these ridiculous narratives for their own views and ratings, and you just sound dumb. You're much better off being someone or taking the approach like Kyle Brent did, which is to just be honest. Look That's at it. the situation and be honest. Have perspective on it and make an honest comparison, which is what he did there. That's a perfect comparison with Steve Young. Look, That's both it. guys, it's- you know, a little bit undersized. They're both, you know, quick on their feet, lefties, okay? So it's, it's, a, it's a great comparison, and I'd be very happy if Tua had a career like Steve Young. It's a smart take. It's a calculated take, and it's right. one of the better ones I've seen this yeah, offseason. And if you want to make NFL comparisons, you could also compare him to Drew Brees. Sure. When when Drew Brees came in, and uh, Drew Brees has always been undersized, but when he was with San Diego, he didn't look like the all the, like the world beater. He didn't look like the elite quarterback until he got with a quarterback friendly system, a, a an offensive guru in Sean Payton, who had a lot of criticism as right. the offensive coordinator from Dallas. People forget about how bad. Sh- how how badly uh, Dallas Cowboy fans were talking about Sean Payton when he was their offensive coordinator. Yeah. But then somebody sees something in him and he gets the job with with the Saints. Drew Brees comes over and he turns Drew Brees into this elite NFL passer. Who's to say that Mike McDaniel can't do the same thing with Tua? Right. No, it's good. It's a great point. I mean, Sean Payton was an unknown name. Yeah. Right. And similar situation here with, with Mike McDaniel. I see a lot of similarities. I always saw a lot of similarities between Tua and Drew Brees. You know, I think a lot of people did, so it's not just me. But now you're, it's almost a, I don't want to say identical situation, but it's a pretty similar situation with the young quarterback still trying to prove himself and the new coach coming in, offensive guru. Listen, <laughs> if we can have any type of success like Steve Young, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, I'll take all that. That's Super Bowls and Hall of Fame right there for everybody involved. So, yes, please. A couple weeks ago, we talked about why Sean Payton would even get an offer from Stephen Ross. They were expected to make him – well, they were trying to make him one of the highest-paid coaches, and there were many sources that reported that Sean Payton and Tom Brady could have been Dolphins. Yeah. And it makes a little bit of – it makes a lot of sense, really, because Sean Payton worked with Drew Brees, an undersized quarterback that had a very accurate arm, and maybe they wanted to, you know, just have that – repeat of Sean Payton coming over here and working with a similar guy like Tua. But when you have Mike McDaniel you, you in the offense right now and on this team, you just see everybody's confidence level moving up. So yes. I, I, give, I give a lot of credit to Stephen Ross, to Chris Greer, because they stuck with their guy. And now everything is going to come into fruition for this Miami Dolphins team. Oh, I, I Sky is the limit for every player on that team, every so coach, excited. and we're all going to learn from Mike McDaniel this season. So excited. Well, it is coming quick, Mackie, and one of the things that is actually really creeping up on us is training camp, and I know you had some some news and notes, so before we Good get do. to our pick six for today, 
Let's go ahead and uh, let's get to some news and notes. The the news section of the podcast. We'll open up the newspaper. Do people still read newspapers? And I, we'll... I don't know. I know they're they're becoming extinct. Yeah, I, I'm sad. still subscribed to the Sun Sentinel. Nice. <laughs> get a little Dave Hyde and Omar Kelly in there. <laughs> there you go. I mean, even though Omar Kelly, it's been really hard to to listen to him and, and watch his tweets. But I will say that he's he's even he's coming around for Tua. That man plays both sides of the fence beautifully. It's really it, something. It, he does. And I, I got a lot of love for Callan Cowherd. But if you if you've seen his recent um, projected standings in the NFL, this guy has been bashing Tua pretty much all offseason. Oh, yeah. Until, it's his thing. until the until yeah. the Tyreek Hill tra- trade has come. And now. Colin just posted his his projection for the final standings, and we're in second. We're actually in second place. Buffalo's in first, and then it goes Miami, and then wow. uh, New, New England, and then the Jets. So you have enough confidence wow. that the Dolphins are going to be ahead of the Patriots in the standings, which I found that interesting. How about that? I find that very interesting. So Colin Cowherd, the rare uh, interesting take instead of just you know another goon opinion. So what? So, yeah. I like it. I'm pleasantly surprised. I do too. It, it's just I, I what with the, the media, they always want to. They, they always talk about the other side. Yeah, they, they can they could sprinkle a lot of you know they will actually pour in a lot of this hate, but then they'll they'll give you the little glimmer of hope so they can go back. Oh, I I told you guys that Tua was gonna, right. You right. Know, be on his game. I told you that Tua was going to throw for three four touchdowns a game. You guys didn't listen to me, but I'm the one that said it. What on one take have you after you've been bashing him this entire off season? Exactly. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear that. And no. for those of you that have been watching the show and been calling us Tua homers, we're standing by our guy, just like Tyreek is standing by his guy. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, there isn't. And you know what we're doing as well. And we'll we'll get to the news and notes here in just a second. But we're also looking at a situation logically. Yes. Which is the main thing. Listen, when it was Ryan Tannehill, or whether it was Jay Fiedler. Or Ray Lucas, or Cleo oh, Lemon, or Dante Culpepper, or John Beck, or Gus Farratt, or oh. Chad Pennington. Or Jay Fiedler. Uh, I mean, not you said Jay Fiedler, or Jay Cutler. Jay uh. Cutler. Oh, Lord uh. have mercy. He's smoking a cigarette on the sideline. Uh. Whether it was any of those guys, I always tried to look at the situation objectively. Now, I've always been a Tua fan. I wanted the Dolphins to draft him. And obviously, three years later, here we are. So, I am a little bit more, admittedly, defensive when it comes to slander against my QB and Tua. Of course. But sure. I will also, I'm very willing to look at a situation honestly and say when something's wrong and when something's right. And mostly I just see all the things that people are getting wrong about Tua because they just have these lazy takes and it's the popular thing to do in the national media. So that's why I always get so infuriated. It's just, it's just laziness. Like don't even try to find the facts. I hate that. Right, the, the the Tua Justin Herbert comparisons are always going to be there sure. because we we selected Tua over Justin Herbert, and and we we talked about Dan Orlovsky's list last week with the top five. Mm-hmm. The the thing that bothered the, bothered us wasn't that Justin Herbert was listed that high; it was the fact that Tua just wasn't on it. Period. Right. That that like that that's the thing that I just don't understand, and I I get what the hype is about Justin Herbert. Sure, he's, he's great he, talent. I mean. This guy's since he stepped into the the NFL, he's been you know throwing for a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. He's got one of the best live arms in in the entire yeah. game, one of the best pure passers, and and I get that. But if you're talking about quarterbacks at, at the age of 25 or younger, and Tua Tua T isn't on that list, 
it's more of a, a disgrace. In Get Mac opinion. Jones out of there. That was the part that got me with that list yeah. last week. Get Mac Jones out of there. Mac Jones is not better than Tua. Right. Uh, in case you forgot, Mac Jones, I'm going to look into the camera here. Mac Jones was Tua's backup. Hello? <laughs> he was Dang. his backup in Alabama. So Nick Saban didn't think that Mac Jones was better than Tua. Just just look at the product. Look at what both guys are doing. Just, oh my gosh, it's so and, infuriating. And last time I checked, I don't think Mac Jones has beaten Tua in the NFL yet, has nope. he? 2-0. Oh. Well, and Tua's 2-0. And, oh. and, and who did the Dolphins play week one this season at home? New England at home, my man. Okay, so are people so when Tua lights it up against the New England Patriots and yep. we beat Mac Jones week one, are yep. people still gonna say that he's not as good as Mac Jones? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, of yes. course, right? They will make excuses for Mac Jones and yeah. say that Tua was just oh well, you know, this is just a uh, mirage for Tua. Uh yep. the Patriots beat themselves. Yeah, that's I'm calling it three months ahead of time. Yes. Absolutely, or two and a half months. But yeah. I can definitely he's, see that. He's undefeated against Justin Herbert as well, just saying. Don't speak truths, Mackie. Nobody wants to hear truth. Everybody wants oh. to hear garbage shenanigan <sighs> propaganda. Got it. So Got don't, it. Don't, what are you doing just talking about facts? <laughs> Coming in here with facts and records and, and stats. Get out of no. here. <laughs> because we are highly educated gas bags. That, That's right. And, that enjoy the realness about what's going to happen, what has already happened that the national media has not taken note of. And they refuse. They refuse. And trust me, when things go well for the Dolphins this season, and for Tua and Tyreek specifically, they will find a way to still talk around it and say, well, it's only because of this. Oh, well, he wasn't doing this without Tyreek. Now he has to help. He wasn't doing this without, you know, all these, these players on the team. Yeah, nobody does. <laughs> There's a reason why you draft guys around your quarterback because it's not like, in the immortal words of Giselle Bunchen, he can't throw the ball to himself. You know, <laughs> is, is that where we are right now? Yeah. Were you, we're quoting Giselle Bunchen after the Super Bowl? Was it one of the ones that the Patriots lost? Were was it Wes Welker who dropped the pass? Is that That's who it right. was? Well, Wes Welker and and Giselle goes he he can't he like you said he just can't do everything by himself. <laughs> so yeah, uh, every team gets help for their quarterback. So don't I'm gonna squash that excuse right now. Okay, two and a half months ahead of time. It's because it's gonna come, Mackie. It's gonna come. Well, two is only good now because they got help. You think that's how it <laughs> works? <laughs> was it Welker or Edelman? I think it was Edelman because I think it, it might have been Edelman. Yeah, yeah, might have been Edelman. But I think it was. Yeah. But Whatever. Anyway, yeah. So Tua, the talent is there. He's not going to be good because guys, they have help now. He's already very good. It's just that he's able to show that production because he has the players around him to help him, just like every other quarterback in NFL history. You morons. This might be the worst transition in this show's history. But could we go from Giselle Bunch and quotes to Miami Dolphins training camp news? It's the best transition, actually. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm ready. All right. What do you got? News and notes from Ryan Mackey. Well, we got some news for Miami Dolphins training camp. The dates haven't been reported yet uh, or announced. That should be coming shortly. But there will be seven live 
practices open to the public where you'll get a chance to see the Dolphins in full pads. And that's a little bit of a cut down because normally there are 11 practices open to the public down to seven. And I found that to be interesting, but I'm not too surprised because Mike McDaniel, new coach, new wrinkles, new offensive system. Maybe he wants, you know, doesn't want everything to be open to the public. And I'm okay with it going from 11 to seven. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't bother me. Um, you know, it kind of stinks for the fans. Yeah. Sure. You know, you have less opportunity to, to, to get out there and, and see some live practices. There's obviously a lot of hype, okay, surrounding this team this year. So I expect big crowds, and I'm sure Miami does as well for these training camps, to get your first live look at, you know, the Tua Tyreek uh, Express connection there. So, you know, it is a little upsetting for the fans that they're only going to, they're going to have four less chances to do that. But, hey, I guess come to the games and wait for the season, I suppose. I'm going to try to make it to at least one practice this okay. this offseason. And I will give you guys the, the full report right here on this show. So make sure you guys stay tuned. Keep watching No Name Defense. Miami Diener. Dolphins correspondent Ryan Mackey. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, with Diener and myself. Um, but in case you haven't been to Miami Dolphins training camp in a while, the location has moved. Ah. So don't don't make that trip to Nova Southeastern University. It is not there anymore. It's now at the Baptist Health Training Complex uh, right across from the stadium. So if you know the directions oh, to wow, Dolphins okay. Stadium, it's literally just a couple like a couple feet away from where there, where Sun Life Stadium is. Right. I, I called it Sun Life. I meant Hard Rock. I, I tend to do that with all the name changes. Wow, my I forgot it was called Sun Life at one point. <laughs> right. Remember when it was Fruit right. of the Loom for like one week? <laughs> Remember that? Fruit of the Loom, Pro Player, Land Shark. Uh, like it's, the names oh. have just gone off. It, it, it's never ending. Yeah. But yes, it is officially Hard Rock Stadium and the Baptist Health Training Complex is right across from it. So if cool. you guys get a chance to go, don't go to Nova, go to the Baptist Health Training Complex. So no more Davey, it's Miami Gardens. And and it's it is in Miami Gardens and it's actually indoors right now. So you don't have to go outside, you don't have to Oh, the bubbles. Right, you don't have to swell, you know, swelter outside where it's scorching hot in 100 degree heat. Well, that's good. Uh, now it is indoors. So if you guys get a chance, it's it's a beautiful facility, grass, uh, natural grass field, two story weight room. Good. Uh, I be- I believe for any new train uh, season ticket holders, uh, they will give you the, a, a tour of the training complex if you guys want uh, want to get a chance to do that. So cool, just beautiful. Um, but yes, now that we're getting down to the nitty gritty and fulfilling sound of pads crashing yeah. and helmets ba- bashing i wanted to ask you deaner what are you most excited about as we head into mike mcdaniel's first season with the miami dolphins but as we get closer to training camp well of course you know aside from the obvious with Tua and tyreek um i'm most excited really to see guys like jalen phillips and javon holland you know, these super, well, not superstars yet, but these budding superstars in their rookie seasons. I'm really excited to see how they start to perform and carry over really, really impressive rookie seasons since now their sophomore seasons to make sure they avoid that sophomore slump. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how guys like that, you know, kind of respond and come out this year. I think, you know, they're going to continue to ascend as their careers go, especially for, for this year. No sophomore slumps, please, for Javon Holland and, Jay, and uh, Jalen Phillips. I don't think you're going to see them. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing those guys. 
Not at all. And and when you look at like off-season workouts and how much work these guys are putting in, I mean, these guys are completely jacked. Yeah. I mean, these guys are just chiseled from head to toe. And guys like uh, Tyree Kill, he might be short in, in height, but this guy oh. is – this guy looked like he was literally carved from stone. He, he looks like a Greek god statue. I mean, it's <laughs> it's insane. And and Jalen Phillips, I mean, the guy looks like he looks like a mini Hercules. I don't know what yeah. else to say about him, uh, but one of the best, I mean, one of the best bodies in in the NFL, but by far, he wears those little you know those Ezekiel Elliott type outfits where the the with the cut shirts and his abs showing. So, uh, whoever's interested, <laughs> there's many there's there's many reasons to go out to Miami Dolphins training camp. This Listen, awesome. if your if your girlfriend or your wife starts saying, "Hey, babe, let's go to Dolphins training camp." <laughs> You'd never asked me to do that before. Why? Why are you, are you really excited for Tua and Tyreek this year? Yeah, my my new favorite player is Tyreek Hill and Jalen Phillips. Uh, oh, did, did have you watched them play? No, but I, I saw a picture of them and I want to go. Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but so, yeah. one of the things that I, I'm excited about, Diener, is this this defensive line. Who really stands out from it? Because there are a lot of, of playmakers on this this line: Christian Wilkins, Zach Seiler. Um, Raquan Davis, yeah. Andrew Andrew Van Ginkle, uh, Mark, um, uh, Melvin Ingram, which which we're really excited yeah. about, and he was the addition from the Kansas City Chiefs. Had a big uh, uh, postseason where he he registered four sacks in two playoff games. So bringing that right. veteran mentality to this defensive line, I'm excited for it. So and with I Ogba coming who, back too. Yeah, I, I want to see who stands out for the on the Dolphins for the defensive line. Also, a lot of um, secondary position battles that I'm excited to see. Uh, one of the more interesting names that are and the camp bodies that were brought in as an undrafted free agent. I shouldn't really call him a camp body because he's got a huge chance to make this roster. Is uh, Verone McKinley, who is a former Oregon safety and played across from uh, Javon Holland in for for Oregon. So mm. him bringing. Coming in and really learning this defense, Javon Holland has said nothing but the world about him. So to have possibly two former Oregon teammates on the same defense, right. it might be pr- pretty interesting. And he'll be battling Eric Rowe for the starting strong safety spot on this Dolphins defense. That's interesting. No, I, I like that. So I, there's a lot of good things to look out for. And, you know, we talked about it before with, you know, obviously the offense gets all of the love and the attention, which rightfully so. There's a lot of storylines surrounding the offense. It, you know, it's one of the main things about this team, but there's a lot to look forward to on the defense for sure, which, by the way, Ogba's still on the team, right? He's still there. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm sorry I didn't mention Emmanuel Ogba. Who, no, I just, me- you know, there's so much turnover, and I want to make sure I'm getting it right. that Because remember, they did resign him, and that was a big deal. Not only did he sign him, but they be, they made him one of the highest paid defensive linemen yes. in the and in the NFL this season. That's right. So he re, he received a a big payout, a massive extension, well and deserved. Over the last two seasons, he's been top five in quarterback hits. So I'm excited to see what he does on that defensive Huge. line this season. I love it. Uh, some other news is that the team also announced that they're going to be having joint practices hmm. against the Philadelphia Eagles oh. on. On the weekend of August 27th, they're actually playing their third preseason game against the Eagles on the 27th. So they're going to have a joint practice against the Eagles, and then on before that, on July 27th, uh, they're going to be play, uh, having a joint practice with Tampa Bay against Tom Brady. But that is in Tampa, and it's only open to uh, a small uh, amount of people. You have to be a, a Tampa Bay season ticket holder, but 
pretty interesting that we get our, our first crack, our first preseason look at uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay. Yeah. And the Buccaneers. No, that's it's actually really exciting. I mean, there's going to be a ton of storylines with that. So, yes, no, really cool stuff, man. And there's just so much to look forward to. Since now this is the last show that we're doing in the month of June. I mean, next week here we are. It's going to be July, and at that point, you're talking only a couple of weeks away from the start of training camp. So everything we're mentioning here now, it's like on the cusp. It's right there, right around the corner. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> Isn't it amazing to see how fast June has just flew by? Gone. Like, it has flown by quickly. We're almost at 4th of July. Yes. And, man, it's it's remarkable to see how fast the month of June has gone. But we're getting we're inching closer to training camp and pretty soon preseason than the regular season. Oh, so It's beautiful. Can't wait. Speaking can't of things wait. going fast, because I can't wait either, but I'm also excited for – the pick six. Are you oh. ready, sir? Yes, sir. Because yes, sir. That's that's the idea behind the pick six is to it's it's kind of fast, it's furious, it's I have no idea what's coming here. I don't no. know the questions, but nope. I'm gonna try to answer them as quickly and succinctly as I can. But I am a um how do I put this kindly about myself? An ever droning gas bag. So it's hard for me to answer things <laughs> in short form, <laughs> but I'll do my best. I'll see what you got on the plate. Let's see what you got, Mackie. Ready, set, go. Let's do it. Will the Miami Dolphins have a better record than the Patriots this season? Oh, man. Right off the bat, you just come up with a haymaker. Yes, 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 they will. Um, I'm thinking an 11-win season for the Dolphins. Approach like They have a shot at 12. I really believe that. 12-5 and five or 11-6, and six, and the Patriots will be there right at around 10. So either way, yes, Dolphins will have a better record. Totally agree. I'm sticking with Ben Wagon, Colin Cowherd, and you, Diener. There you go. Good. <laughs> Who will have the better passing numbers this season, Aaron Rodgers or Tua? Oh, I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, obviously, Aaron Rodgers, man, you know, you lose Devontae Adams. You lose uh, MVS. You know, they bring in. Who do they bring in? I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Um, Sammy Watkins. No, no, Sammy, not Sammy Watkins. They, they drafted um, Christian Watson. Yes. Yes, they did. Uh, and they, they also brought in somebody in free agency. I can't remember the top of my head. But again, hey, look, like I said, I don't rehearse these with you, so I didn't have the, any names written down. But I do remember they got some help in free agency. I'm just, I'm not really high on Aaron Rodgers this year. I'm Look, he's Aaron Rodgers, so somehow he'll probably still get to like 3,500 yards or approach 4,000. But I'm thinking Tua might have a better season. More yards, you said, right? Yes. Well, no, just a, just a better overall better overall passing season. What the hell? Let's go Tua. I'm in. I like it. Let's do I it. I like it. Will Tua T make his first Pro Bowl this season? Yes. Short answer, yes. And he's going to just crap all over the face of everybody who said that he couldn't do it and get to where that we know where he's going to be. He's get, Oh, man, I can't wait. He's going to pull a Randy Moss and just pull his pants down and just get the job done. Oh, you line up. You're all getting this. Line up. Line up, baby. As Tua makes his way to the Pro Bowl, whatever the Pro Bowl is going to be, line up and take some of this from Tua, you jerks. We're going we're gonna to go off the rails on this one a little right, bit. Good. If you're picking one dolphin to help you win a bar fight, who would it be? Oh, my gosh. Former or current? current okay because i'm going former i was thinking tim bones or jamie nails so 100 <laughs> it's 
gotta be gotta be one of those guys. Or Brian Cox. Oh. Yeah. Can't forget that one. also. That's but, a good one. Man, current, current, current. Um, I probably say just because I met him in person, I know how big he is. I'm gonna go with Christian Wilkins. This dude gonna, is is an absolute monster. <laughs> you take Christian Wilkins, I'll take Andrew Van Ginkle. That's let's, a good one, yeah. Let's move on. All right. All right. Who is your least favorite quarterback in Dolphins history? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Jaworski. No. <laughs> man, oh, man. You know what's funny? I always bring up, like, Cleo Lemon because I think he's the most random quarterback in Dolphins history. But I have a special place in my heart for Cleo Lemon. Because, Saved us. You know what I mean? He, he had that pass in overtime against the Ravens to Greg Camarillo. Got the only win of that season. What was that, 2007? Yeah. One fifteen I went, year. I, I went. I went to four games that year. Oh, my least favorite. I'm gonna say. Did you really? God bless you. <laughs> I think you did some purgatory time right there. <laughs> that counts. That counts. That counts. Yeah, that counts. Um, I'm gonna go with Jay Cutler. I hate Jay Cutler. Like legitimately, I I hate that guy. And he did not care. He did not want to be here. At least other guys who were terrible, like Pat White or John Beck. You know, guys guys of that nature, at least they cared and they yeah. wanted to win games. But Jay Cutler was just an absolute a-hole. He never wanted to be here in the first place. And he showed that. And there was just no emotion at all for this team. So, again, I'm a droning on gas bag. But I hate Jay Cutler. And he's my least favorite Dolphins quarterback of all time. Took his money and ran. Yep. I'm with you. And last but not least of the pick six, are you a fan of the Dolphins' uniforms, or should they wear their throwbacks permanently? You know, I'm so happy you said that because look look at our hats. If you're watching on YouTube, we're both wearing Dolphins hats. And it's new colors, it's new logos, because, you know, look, you, you represent what's out there right now. But I have a throwback Dolphins shirt. I have a throwback Dolphins hat. And those are the ones that I prefer to wear because you literally have the best throwback uniforms in my opinion in sports okay why are you not using those i wish we could wear them every single week i'm wearing yes. a, new, a newer logo like a, a dolphin's hat like you i've got the the one of the older logos with I my can. jason taylor jersey yeah. um but yes i miss those throwbacks i don't think there's any better throwback in the league no with you, keep them keep them i'm talking you can go to the 80s version whatever you want but i'm thinking like mid 90s throwback Yes. Keep it the logo, the helmet. I hate that they change the logo. It's, you know, this like looking fancy little dolphin that we got going on here. Yeah, now, now it's more like Flipper. Yeah, exactly. I thought I would get used to it, but every time I see the old logo and the old colors, I'm like, I miss this. Me too. Bring it back for good. That's what I say. All in on the throwbacks. Yes. Is that yes, it? Sir. That's it. We're good? Okay. That'll do for the pick six. I'm running to the end zone right now. <laughs> I, I tried to not piss you off too much this, this <laughs> with this pick six. <laughs> Fair enough. There's always next week. Yes. Always, always next, next week. week. And we'll do it all again next week as well. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of news and notes to come as the week goes on. Happy 4th of July to you, sir. Enjoy. You, you as well. Enjoy it with your family. Try not to pull a uh, Jason Pierre Paul and blow your fingers off with a firecracker, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see you. <laughs> next week with all of your fingers <laughs> and you as well yes thank you and of course to you as well listening enjoy yourself be safe have fun have all the cheeseburgers and hot dogs and all that good stuff and you know just have a good time it's it's our independence day celebrate have a good time absolutely final thoughts from you Mackie 
Final thoughts is <laughs> that's my quarterback. Yeah, man. baby. <laughs> the bromance. <laughs> That, that's that's all I got. Enjoy the Tyree Kill podcast as well with the bromance. And just enjoy the budding love between these these guys and this team. All the good things to come with this team. Gosh, I'm so excited. Can it, can it stop being summer? Can we please get to fall already? I'm just... We flew through June, and now we're about to fly through July please. right into preseason. And then the regular, regular season starts for us September 11th. So Let's go. Big, Big day in our, in our so nation's ready. history. Big day yeah. in the NFL. I'm so ready. Let's go. But we'll do it all again next week. It's Ryan Mackey right there. It's Dina right here. Make sure to download, subscribe, No Name Defense, Miami Dolphins podcast. You can find it anywhere you get your podcast, as well as foxsports640.com. Search us on YouTube. It's, like, it's great to listen, but it's pretty... It's pretty funny, some of the things that go on behind the scenes here. If you want to check it out on YouTube as well, just search No Name Defense, Miami Dolphins Podcast. You'll find us there, too. So until next time, enjoy yourselves. It's Miami Dolphins number one, baby. Let's go. Talk to you next time.